Australians, don't we love our sport? We're all armchair sports experts too, especially on a Monday morning. And it doesn't matter whether you're into cricket or AFL or union or rugby league. It doesn't matter. But uh, Titus O'Reilly has just released a great book. It's called A Thoroughly Unhelpful History of Australian Sport. Titus, hello. Good to be with you. <laughs> How you doing? How long did it take you to put this book together? Well, I, I mainly just gave it to work experience kids to write it for free, so I'm looking forward to reading it myself. Wait, uh, I... No, it, it took me a while. Like, I, I think it's, I've been training all my life watching sport to do it, as all yeah. Australians have, really. What I love about it so far are the little do-you-knows here and there, that uh, little bits of random information on pages that sort of get your attention. I mean, I've got a couple here. In South Australia, a marriage between a Crows and a power supporter is known as a mixed marriage and is illegal. <laughs> And I can understand that. It's a bit like a, it's a bit like you know Dockers and uh, West Coast Eagles supporters over here. Well, yeah, people need to you know Eagles and Dockers people. If they're thinking of getting married, they really do need to think about the children. <laughs> Perhaps that's what we need a plebiscite about. Should you be allowed to marry if you support different teams? <laughs> that's right. This is a funny one. Rugby league player Mark Gasnier's teammate spent seven hours coming up with his nickname Gaz. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to rugby league, I mean, my favourite description of it is called, you know, thugby league. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon they're the stupidest footballers around? Well, uh, it did cause me to pause when they had an incident a few years ago where one of their players was filmed in a compromising position with a dog. Yes, I remember And then that. it happened again five years later. <laughs> so, and the... And the the media unit at the NRL just had to change the dates on the statement. <laughs> uh, it, it got so bad that they've actually appointed a member of the RSPCA to their uh, tribunal board. <laughs> Glenn the Brick with Eyes Lazarus, Roy and H.G. Nelson bestowed this one during one of their famous State of Origin calls. Lazarus certainly looked like a brick, and he still does, although he looks like an Adobe brick these days. Later agreed to join the Palmer United Party, so that was pretty funny as well, wasn't it? Well, that was right. I mean, we remember Clive Palmer, he, he failed on the Gold Coast with Gold Coast United, and yep. he threatened to set up a alternate A-League. So a lot of people have forgotten <laughs> oh, no, this, and no. surprise, surprise, he never did it. No, just like he never got around to building the replica of the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the per the Titanic was the perfect <laughs> sort it? of representation of his political career, actually, <laughs> so it all tied together nicely. Yeah, it did tie together very, very well. Now you've seen photos and footage of the new Perth Stadium. What do you think of it? Oh, look, I dri I've driven past it about a, a month ago when I was over there doing a show, and it looks amazing. I've, I've been to the Adelaide Oval uh, since it's been done up, and it's the, it's the best I've seen in, in Australia, a lot better than anything in Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, so, I, And then driving past the Perth one, I thought, well, this looks like it's gone up a notch. I've seen on the TV the uh, LED light display at night, and uh, I think it's going to lead the world in that sort of light display and, and, and possibly also seizures. I think if you're uh, epileptic... <laughs> Don't go uh, to a night game. Yeah, maybe stick to the day games because it does look a bit dangerous, but I think it's going to be the best in the country. I can't wait to come over there for a, a game. I, I'm a Melbourne supporter, so uh, which is partly why I'm always a bit unhappy. Right. And... Uh, you know, making the trip over there for a Melbourne game might be a, a bit hard, but maybe the lights will distract me from what's going on in the field. <laughs> Titus O'Reilly's new book, A Thoroughly Unhelpful History of Australian Sport. Chase it down, get it. You'll really, really enjoy it. Titus, great to talk to you, mate. Thanks very much. Let's hear it. Give me the details. Yes, time for a little bit of showbiz with Aaron. Morning, mate. Morning, mate. Now, do you remember back in the 80s when Danny Glover said this? 
I'm too old for this. <laughs> Turns yeah. out he was wrong. <laughs> uh, not some TV adaption with the Wayans brother. Danny Glover, Mel Gibson, and original Lethal Weapon director Richard Donner all reportedly back on board for Lethal Weapon 5. You're joking. I'm dead set serious. I wouldn't joke about Lethal Weapon 5, mate. I hope, uh, hope Mel's going to have a shave. <laughs> Who knows what Mel's going to do? Last time I saw him, he looked like Rex. a bush ranger. You never know, mate. You never know. Uh, Now, speaking of sequels, there's plenty of happy fans of this man in the UK this morning. A tiny island lost in the midst of the Pacific. It's the tip of a huge mountain that rises precipitously from the seafloor thousands of metres below. Oh, I tell you what, those Blue Planet shows Mm. are just magnificent. I caught a bit of a one yesterday, and like the photography just blows me away. Were you watching part of the original one from Nipple? I don't know know which one I was, but I just came across it yesterday. I was being a bit slovenly lying around in bed watching the telly. And uh, early morning, and it came on. I thought, oh, that is just magnificent. You know, it's just the. You can just the, watch anything he does. Oh, the yeah. work that the, those photographers yeah. do to get all that footage Phenomenal. is just amazing. Yeah. You feel like listening to him talk could almost uh, make watching paint dry more palatable, don't you? Sometimes <laughs> David Attenborough's Blue Planet 2 premiered in the UK overnight. Rave reviews. Uh, of course, the original, which you're mentioning there, won both an Emmy and a BAFTA many years ago. It is coming our way eventually on Channel 9 in February, so look out for that. And one man who many would much rather never hear from again is Donald Trump. No such luck, unfortunately. Woody Harrelson's been doing press for the upcoming LBJ biopic and happened to share what dining with Trump is like. It was brutal. Uh, he's, I never met a more narcissistic man. He talked about himself the whole time. You could see yeah. how the standard he was going to bear. <laughs> so really no surprises there at all, Blackers. No, not at all. Not at all. Your Money with Nick Bruning from the West Australian. Yeah, it's a very good morning, mate. How are you going with the craze? Are you oh, doing okay? Well, let me tell you, mate. I put, them out, uh, put my pots out last uh, Wednesday afternoon. I thought, you beauty, leave them there. Getting wet, as they say, and pull them up on Friday. Got down to uh, Mandraway, blowing a gutter. <laughs> you couldn't get out. <laughs> no. So they're still there, and I think probably uh, by now the someone's, would have got hold of someone's probably someone's probably pulled them up and ripped you I off. I know. Anyway. I lost four pots last year, and uh, if you're listening, I'm on to you. I'm on to you. But uh, yes, anyway. So um, you know the sad talk- part is, though, I don't think you are onto them, and they've got away with it. That's yeah, the sad part. But I did I note that um, fisheries confiscated. I think it was nine boats last year for people who've been involved. I in. know. Good on them too. Yeah, absolutely. You know? In fact, um, I don't mind paying my, what is it, 56 bucks to know that Fisheries is out there yeah, doing it. In fact, they were uh, quite busy on the ramps uh, when I went to put my crepe right on. Righto, righto. Let's, let's get on with money. That's what this money's all about. <laughs> yeah, all right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, mate. Um, look, right. we're talking today in uh, the Your Money Lift out in the West about these things called platforms. Now, they are, they've been around a while, and essentially what happens is rather than having a, uh, a shoebox full of investments with term deposits and shares and all sorts of bits and pieces, there's companies out there that offer a service, well, they bring it all under the one um, wrap, if you like, or one big bag where you yep. can keep track of your investments quite easily. So it's really useful at this time of the year when you come to do your tax and you're trying to figure out how much you've earned and franking credits and goodness knows what. A single sheet of paper, push of a button, and it prints it all off. All of this stuff, of course, comes at a cost, uh, and there are different features and benefits. There's probably about 
30 or 40 different products out there to have a look at. But, you know, generally speaking, you're probably going to pay, pay a few hundred bucks a year up to, in some cases, thousands of dollars a year. It's one of those things where you trade off the time and the expense of using an accountant to sort out all this stuff versus using one of these uh, platform services. So a bit about that in the Your Money Lift out in the West. And, um, yeah, pretty objective look at it. But as I said, it's the, the pros and cons of, uh, of these platform systems. Rightio. How many cray pots you got left? <laughs> Gumtree is your friend. <laughs> I've got two. I've got two and I've got uh, a backup, so hopefully. You've got two. Jeez. That's right. You must be cleaning up with two. <laughs> Mate, that's all you can have, all right? I know that in the blackers world, you'd probably have half a dozen out there. But oh, no, no, no. no. Only have two. no. I didn't actually know that you're only allowed to have yeah, two. Yeah, they're only allowed to have two. And uh, there's quite uh, precise limits, I think, eight per, per pot. And you can have a maximum of 20 oh, okay. in the property and all sorts of things. So keeping uh, keeping our resource so that we can all share it, mate. Okay. How's that for the line? Nick Bruning. <laughs> Straight off their little pamphlet. See from, you later. From seven years in the West Australian. Thanks, mate. Catch you next week. See ya. With your weekend sports roundup, it's out of bounds on the Southwest's Triple M. Radio, what happened on the weekend in sport, buddy? Let's start with F1 Blackers. Lewis Hamilton didn't win the battle in the Mexican Grand Prix, but he did win the war. Max Verstappen claimed a victory, but a ninth place from Hamilton ends any chance of Vettel beating him in the 2017 F1 World Championship. Daniel Ricciardo endured another early exit. He charged from oh. 16th on the grid. He must be just so fed up. He had a turbo Spewing. problem this, this time. Jeez. Uh, no, no shoeys, unfortunately, upon this occasion. No. Uh, did you watch the MotoGP yesterday? Uh, yeah, mate. Uh, it was a bit of a wet one at Sepang, mm-hmm. Malaysia. Uh, Davizioso won for Ducati. Ducati. Uh, Lorenzo uh, was leading up until uh, well, up until about three laps at the end oh. and had a bit of a... Uh, a problem at turn 15, which let uh, Davizioso go through. It, mm. Marquez came fourth. Now, this puts Marquez in the lead in the championship. Now, for Davizioso to win the world championship, he has got to win the next and last round at Valencia in Tense. Spain. And Marquez has got to basically fall off or have mechanical problems. So it's a very, very slim chance. And uh, seeing that Hondas are usually fairly reliable... I really can't see them having another mechanical problem, even though that he did have one earlier in the mm, year. So all eyes will be on Spain. So right? yeah, but but the, the the thing was that it was really interesting with Lorenzo being in front, Davizioso second, being on the same team. Mm. Whether whether Lorenzo that was fits. actually going to let him through <laughs> or not, and uh, oh. when it when it happened, it was like oh well, maybe it did, but he actually, uh, if you see the footage, he had a bit of a slip in the wet, the front end sort of slipped out, and he sort of, his, his left knee slider oh. just went right across the track and left his red mark, so he did make a mistake, and uh, Davizioso did win, but it was uh, it was quite interesting. Sounds but, dramatic, so mate. <laughs> it's still alive, but not by much. Plenty of drama there. You know where there's always plenty of drama? The Richmond Football Club. Oh, yes. Yeah, for those who are previously unaware, it turns out that Richmond's Nathan Broad is the bad boy. He's been named this morning as the Richmond player at the centre of the topless photo scandal. He's been suspended as well for the first three home and away matches of 2018. Rest assured, that story will continue to be everywhere today. Back to the action at hand. A wonderful thing happened yesterday at about 4pm. Right after the plane carrying the English cricket team landed at Perth Airport, they would have walked in and they would have asked, what's going on in Australia? And they would have been met with the news that Mitchell Stark single-handedly destroyed South Australia in the Sheffield with career best figures of 8 for 73, warming up beautifully for the Ashes. Starkey, love the look of that. WA absolutely annihilated Tasmania as well. Horse racing, Winks, what do you say? Three clock oh, splits in a row. Yeah, that's Level right. with only Kingston Town. 
make, surpasses Make Every Divi in the prize money stakes yep. and equals Black Caviar's Group 1 wins as well. Two things very quickly on the way out. Big pat on the back to Katie Greaves, South Bunbury footballer who has been drafted into the AFLW. That Excellent. is fantastic news. We will yes. look forward to that in February. And lastly, a big shout out to Australian Winter Olympian Gareth Nichols, who's listening to Triple M this morning. Good on you, bud. Gareth is a key member of the Aussie four-man bobsled team. And if North Korea is still a thing next February, we wish you all the best. Okay, thank you very much. Out of bounds. Thanks, Aaron. 